Welcome to the Sarah Centrella Show. Join best-selling author, master life coach, and manifesting expert Sarah Centrella as she shares tips, tools, and inspiring interviews to help you create your dream life. It's time to hustle and thrive. Now, here's your host, Sarah Centrella. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Sarah Centrella Show. Oh, my God, y'all, I am so looking forward to this conversation today. Um, my guest is Kelly Noonan Gores, and if you have Netflix, which of course you do, um, then you've probably seen her amazing documentary, Heal. Um, I watched it, God, maybe a week or two ago, and I was like, holy shit, who's this woman? How do I get her on? Uh, the podcast so that we can have this conversation. So please welcome best-selling author of the book Heal, producer of the documentary, actress, you name it, mom. Uh, welcome to the show, Kelly. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm telling you, girl, I, um, first of all, I'm a documentary freak anyway. I, I love a good documentary. Um, and I I was so drawn to yours because it's so in line with everything that I very passionately believe in. Um, you know, for me, the ability to change our thoughts and even have understanding of what our thoughts are in the first place has been transformative for me. It's changed everything. And um, I really loved how the documentary wove in those concepts with what an impact our thoughts have on our body and our well-being and, and everything. So I want to get into all of that. But before we do, can you tell us um, a little bit about your backstory and, and kind of um, how you got to where you are right now? I mean, your, your resume is so impressive, but I, I love starting our conversations off with the before because not all of us started there. So can you tell us um, where did this all start for you? Yeah, I mean, I wish that was a very easy, short answer, but um, I kind of, you know, a lot of people would guess or assume that I had my own really serious health journey to um, end up making a documentary about healing. Uh, thankfully, I didn't. You know, throughout life, there was little things along the way that made me kind of perk up and go, wow, our bodies are incredibly powerful. And, you know, most of the time they have the ability to heal themselves with our conscious support. Um, so, you know, uh, I just, I've been kind of a spiritual seeker since I was uh, a kid, which is strange, um, but I was always just very curious about different religions and saw very early on that, you know, all the world's religions were basically had the same universal principles. They were just dressed in different kind of cultural clothing uh, and narratives. And so um, as far as like health and, and medicine go, um, I was an actor my whole life as a, you know, started acting when I was like five or seven years old. Um, and then in my late, later 20s, you know, I've been doing it for a long time and I was kind of getting burnt out and holding on really tightly. So I decided to take a nutrition course, an integrative nutrition course from the Institute of Integrative Nutrition out of New York. And I learned, it just opened my eyes to so much. Um, and so I started 
and, and around the same time I started learning about the law of attraction and, and quantum physics and how mm-hmm. you know, our, our thoughts affect our vibration and it's a signal we're sending out into the universe and then we attract like kind of uh, frequency or vibration. And so it was all kind of at the same time. And, um, you know, I just ultimately I wanted to all the all the teachers that I put in the film, um, I they were they directly empowered me through their teaching. And so I I was just like, I got to I got to put this whole message uh, into one film so that it can kind of wake people up to their own power. And it's incredible. I mean, um, you know, it's and the teachers that are in there, you have, you know, Deepak Chopra, you have some of the biggest names um, out there in, in personal development and in these fields, law of attraction, things like that. Um, and kind of their perspective just, I don't know, it was really powerful. And um, especially the story of, uh, I'm blanking on his name right now, but, you know, how he was able to walk after being hit by uh, hit by a car and having spinal injuries. Yeah. So it's just kind of Joe, all the Joe Yes, Joe Dispenza. I was like, I know I've been watching his videos on the top of my tongue. Um, and I think, um, you know, one of the things that I'm so passionate about is teaching people how to understand what's going on in their head, first of all. I mean, I I started this journey 10 years ago, and um, before before that, I had no idea. I literally thought I was like a passenger in my life. You know what I mean? I was like, I had no mm-hmm. idea that I had any say in what I was thinking. I definitely felt like a victim. Um, I definitely felt like I was barely surviving. Uh, and so then kind of really understanding how how we begin to take inventory of what's going on in our mind and and understand the connection of holy crap, it's creating, <laughs> good or bad, um, both physically in our body and, you know, from a law of attraction standpoint, kind of what's coming in the, in the future. Have you, um, are there examples in your life where you've manifested, for lack of a better word, um, or, you know, been able to consciously um, direct your thoughts in order to, either reverse outcomes you didn't want or get outcomes that you did? Absolutely. I mean, I, you know, a lot of people have different kind of varying opinions of of the term law of attraction. Um, I saw the movie The Secret, I think, in 2007, 2008. It was right around the same time that I started meditating separately. Um, So I started, one of the things I took from The Secret was, being thankful, doing like gratitude journaling and and being thankful for what you want uh, in advance. So basically giving thanks for what you want as if you already had that uh, thing or experience or, you know, whether it was a relationship or an amount of money or whatever it is. So I started gratitude journaling and within three months, um, like I manifested this job that I didn't even know existed. But I was, you know, I was really wanting to be financially free or freer and um and you know I like tripled my income in 3 months of just gratitude journaling so I you know I I wasn't even aware that this job existed it was it was a fit model um so basically like clothing companies you know you have the right proportions where they fit the clothing on you um and so 
I didn't even know that existed, and I booked a job for guest jeans as their fit model. <laughs> and all of a sudden, That's I was like amazing. making great money. Yeah, it was so cool. I'm like, wow, this stuff really works, you know. So I've continued to do that um, off and on my whole, you know, since 2007. And I mean, honestly, just like my life, just getting better and better. And of course, you, I'm yeah. human. I go back into slumps, and all of a sudden, right. I find myself in a situation where I'm like, how did I attract this? Like, what? Yep. <laughs> um, so then I just do the work, you know? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Exactly. And I love that you brought that up because, you know, no matter how kind of aware we are, how much work we're doing, life happens, right? And COVID has thrown a wrench in a lot of people's lives. And um, right now where I'm at and where you're at, I'm sure we're dealing with massive fires. And so there's a lot going on. And um, I think without the skill set that I've learned on gratitude, on how to control my thoughts, they don't send me down rabbit holes, send me down like, you know, anxiety places. I don't know where I would be, you know, I think it's, it's literally something I wish they were teaching kids in school. Um, so where does meditation come in for you? I know that's a, a big, big part of, um, you know, your work, and, and it's su- such a powerful thing. I'm still a baby when it comes to that. But how, how has that um, come into play for you? And then what, what tips do you have for the audience on maybe kind of getting started and, and what meditation can do for you? Totally. Um, meditation has transformed my life, and I'm not even like – a crazy hardcore meditator. There's days I don't get to meditate, but at least I can, you know, ha- I've cultivated enough awareness that I, if I need five minutes to reset and just like cut off the outside stimulus, uh, turn within and reconnect to your breath. You know, we have so much information coming at us with all our smartphones and tablets and, and um, 24-7 news now. I mean, it just didn't used to be the case. So our minds are processing or trying to process so much more information than ever before, and we just haven't caught up. Uh, so we just really need to be aware that, um, you know, how transformative it is to, you know, close your eyes. It's very practical. It's, it's, yes, there's a spiritual element to it as well, and, and the deeper your practice goes, the more spiritual it becomes. But I just really encourage people to, to take up a meditation practice for the practicality of it. And, and Marianne Williamson talks about it in Heal in the best way. She says, look, you shower your physical body. You get the gunk of the day off every day. It's, it's you know, it's, uh, what is it called, um, personal hygiene. So we need mental hygiene because we're just, our brains are taking on, so, we're accumulating so much gunk and stress, negativity from the news and from, you know, all this information coming at us um, that we really need to turn within and just release all that stress. And that's what meditation does. It's, it's mental hygiene. Um, and we do, it just makes a world of difference if you have a practice 20 minutes a day, 10 minutes a day, whatever you can muster. Um, but just reconnecting to your breath, cutting off that outside stimulation and turning within. And, you know, the side effects are tremendously positive. You start to connect your intuition you create space because you're shedding all that mental accumulated stress so you, you can respond to life rather than just react because you're at mental full capacity um, and you don't have the wherewithal to, to respond. Um, so it's, it's, I, I encourage everybody to, to adopt some sort of practical daily meditation practice. 
Uh, I love that so much, and that's such a great analogy of, you know, we're doing it in all the other areas of our life. Why aren't we taking care of, you know, the thing that drives everything, our brain, our our mind, and giving our mind just um, that rest? And I think for a lot of people, or maybe it was just me, I don't know, but it it almost feels intimidating um, in the beginning, you know, because it's like, God, I had no idea my mind was all over the place and maybe I'm doing it wrong mm-hmm. and is there a right way to do it and all of that. And and I personally have to say, I love YouTube, you know, guided meditations was kind of where I started because I couldn't keep my brain still for literally one second just in silent meditation and I'm still not quite there yet. Um, but guided meditation, I think, is a great place to start, um, you yeah. know, just Follow along. Totally. It's great for me in that, too. Just, like, learning how to follow along and keep Totally. And that's... Words. I was like, shit. Exactly. And a lot of people... I learned Vedic meditation, which is a mantra, like um, transcendental meditation. They give you a mantra, and you you breathe, Mm, you know, and think of the mantra in your your head. Um, And then, inevitably, because we're human, our, our thoughts start to hijack from the mantra and then you just come back and you start, then you become aware that you're thinking thoughts and you just come back to the mantra. And my teacher said it so beautifully. He's like, you know, the idea is not to not have thoughts. The idea is to not resist, not to beat yourself up. If you become aware that you're starting, you know, you start thinking about what you want to eat after this or the errand that you forgot to do yesterday or whatever it is, just be, once you become aware of that, then just come back to the mantra. It's just, it's about really just like allowing thoughts to come up and then just allowing them to pass through and not holding on, not gripping, not resisting. And that's such a metaphor for life is just really allowing, and, you know, uh, and then just coming back to the mantra. And, and with guided meditation, it's, it's wonderful too because inevitably you'll be listening to the person guide you along and it's, and it's great. And then you're gonna, your, your thoughts are going to hijack you again. And then you just go, okay, just become aware, be gentle, let those thoughts go, and then come back to listening to the guided meditation, come back to your breath. So it's, it's, it's meant to be, a lot of people are intimidated going, oh, I could never slow down my mind and quiet my mind and my thoughts. Right. Well, it's, if you learn that it's not really about that, then, and, and, and it is a practice because you get deeper and deeper with the more and longer you practice, um, it's a better way to approach it, I think. <laughs> Less Absolutely. pressure. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, and I love the idea of uh, giving yourself grace, you know, that, and learning mm-hmm. how to be in a place, even if it's 10 minutes or five minutes of ease and flow, that's just something that most of our lives don't contain, you know? So yeah. just practicing it, even in those little increments, of like I can let it go. I can let something new. Mm-hmm. I can let it go. I can let something new. I think that really kind of eventually starts to translate into all the other things, like let abundance flow to you. Like, cause we're, I feel like our energy sometimes is just so tight around everything that it winds up blocking a lot yes. of what we want, you know, um, mm-hmm. random, total random tip. Um, and I, I'm curious what you think on this. I've actually become a massive addict of uh, Audible books the last, like, year and a half, um, kind of when I couldn't <laughs> handle the news anymore. <laughs> I used to be like, yes. um, you know, an NPR junkie, I love you, NPR, but, man, I just I just couldn't hear the news all day anymore. And so I switched to audiobooks, and I try to have ones that either, you know, feed my mind. Um, and, by the way, Heal, your book is uh, on Audible as well. So, guys, go grab that. Um, 
<laughs> but I feel like that has actually helped my meditation just because it's kind of the same thing, right? You have to pay attention, especially if you're listening to a novel. If you check out and you're listening for 15 minutes, you're like, shit, what just happened? <laughs> you know, yes, like, totally, it's, totally. It's kind of a random thing, but I think it really has. It's like teaching, um, you know, that muscle, that totally focus on the now, focus on what is happening in this moment. I, I totally agree. And even like, driving around, I, I remember around that same time that I watched The Secret and learned to meditate, I would just listen over and over as I was like driving to auditions in LA. I would be listening to, instead of just, you know, Kiss FM and advertisements mm-hmm. and, and pop music, which is great to listen to music that you love sometimes, but um, if you're, you know, spending a lot of time in your car or you have space to choose to be putting into your mind this positive content um, and conscious content like I would just listen to Wayne Dyer, Eckhart Tolle, uh, or Tolle yes. however you say it, <laughs> um, over yeah. and over and it was just like you know and it just it's like osmosis it just like starts to sink in um, so it's it, any time that you can uh, fill the, the, the airwaves with really positive conscious raising content uh, it's, it's going to be a better choice than negative news or you know kind of right. mindless pop music. Yeah. And those are the those are the ways that you can really feel in the, in the moment. I mean, if you put something on that inspires you, literally 10, 15 minutes later, your physical body feels different than yeah. if you're listening to something that is bringing you down. So for anybody who is like, oh, controlling your thoughts is woo-woo, or, you know, that's all a bunch of bullshit, literally do your own experiments. You know, I always tell people yeah. um, one of the experiments that I have everybody kind of start with just so they can really start to understand how this works in their own life is I say go take a class at the gym you know because it's like an hour it's very you can do your own kind of research and before you go like an hour before you go tell yourself I'm so tired I don't feel good I don't want to go I hate this class I don't want to work out and then say all those things during the class too and see how you do right like just see how much your body literally wants to give out by the time you're done I mean I've got to the point where I've actually like walked out of, talked myself into walking out of the class. <laughs> and then the next yeah. day you do the opposite. And for an hour before the class, you're like, oh, my God, I feel so great. I can't wait. I love this workout so much. And you do that the whole workout, too. You just tell yourself that. And then you have your proof. And then from then on, you're like, okay, <laughs> my thoughts actually it's- not only control my mood, but my energy and my freaking legs from, like, Totally. Whatever. It's crazy. Totally. I love that you say that. I love that you say that because I'll be on the treadmill, um, and I, I, if, if my mind gets hijacked by something negative that's going on in my life, or I'm thinking about some something that someone did to me that I did not like, um, I immediately just feel exhausted. Like it's yes. just you're it's like, so clear. <laughs> You want to get off, and you're just like, oh, my God, and maybe you've only gone half your normal distance, right. so you start to get weighed down. So, like, negativity literally just saps your energy. Alternatively, say you have a crush on someone or you're in love for the first time, I mean, you could you feel like you could run 100 miles, you know. It's that buoyancy yep. that, you know, you read a text uh, from – or, you, you know, you get a response from the – text from the guy that you mm-hmm. have a crush on, I mean, you feel like you could lift a car. You know what I mean? So it's like yep. really emotions are so tied into your energy. And if we can just, again, 
have grace with yourself. There's going to be days that you're a little more depressed and um, dragged down, and, and you can be gentle, and you can curl up in a ball and give yourself rest. But um, the more yep. you're aware of it, the more you can start to do things to snap yourself out of it, um, whether it's movement oh or yeah. uh, laughing with a friend or whatever, you know. Yeah. Can you expand on that a little bit more? Because I think that is, is huge. I actually just posted um, this last this last week. I'm always I try to be transparent in the good and the bad. And, you know, it's not always easy to yeah. be transparent while you're going through the bad <laughs> on social. Right. But that's the promise I made to myself 10 years ago, and I really um, try to keep it. And it was. It was, you know, it was one of those first times we all have those um, moments where we're like, God, I, why does every door slam in my face or whatever? You know, it, it just feels sometimes yeah. like it's, it's piling up. And, um, and and I was really open about it. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take my three. And I have a three-day rule. I'm like, if, if it's really – I give myself a max of three days to kind of wallow in whatever it is that I'm dealing with. And sometimes I just need an hour. Sometimes I need a day. Sometimes I need all three. <laughs> you know? And yeah. a week or so ago, I needed all three. But I think having that knowledge even, you know, to say, okay, this is morning of day four. That means I'm starting with a clean slate whether I want to or not. And I know I have some tools in my back pocket to help me do that. And what I say to myself for me is one of those tools I've, I've started collecting more and paying attention to more of them. What are, what are some of yours? And you mentioned laughing with a friend. And are there other ones that are kind of a go-to to you that, you know, you know that if you do it, even if you don't want to, because that's the thing, like when we're kind of in that space, we just sometimes we want to be there, you know? Like, yeah, how do you, totally. What are some other ways that you get yourself out? I mean, I, I've played sports my whole life. I'm an athlete. So movement and exercise and sweating is really um, therapeutic for me. Like I can change my mood. I can process through a lot of and release a lot of frustration and anger uh, through, you know, not that I sound like I get angry a ton of this, <laughs> but it's something bothering right, me. Right, right. No, but I can't, you know, yeah. it just, it moves, you know, you're, you're moving your lymphatic system. It's, it's literally moving energy up and out of your body um, because a lot of us just have this natural, uh, you know, response of holding our breath and not emoting right in the moment. And we, we stuff stuff down into our, cells and energetically that gets stuck so we for me it's movement and sweat is a really good one um also breathing um breath work is a is a big big one so if i if i'm going you know i'll I'll try to do a breath work session or class um i just did one last week and it was just i felt like i you know we were like healing some past life stuff that was stuck in my shoulder that i've Mm-hmm. been to every healer in, in in the United States and beyond to try see if they could fix my my shoulder and whatever I'm holding on to up there because uh, I'm constantly having neck and shoulder issues my right side and um and so it's just so and so breath work is another thing you know we only use like 20% of the capacity of our of our breath and breath is life you know it's inspiration respiration it's 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 breathing in spirit so um I breath work and then nature you know we're we're very like tech connected uh these days and we've lost touch with nature and nature is so healing i talk about it a lot in the heal book uh but just putting your bare feet in the grass or the sand or the rocks of the mountains whatever 
um, it just it can shift your whole energy and and you know uh, people become enlightened by just sitting and being still in nature and just contemplating the beauty. So nature, breath work, gratitude, and movement are probably my four go-tos. Oh, I love those. I love those. And those are ones that all of y'all can be listeners. I mean, none of those have to do anything, you know. It's, and, and knowing yeah. what those things are, um, I think, is really everything. Because then it enables you to be like, okay, even if I really would love another day of, like, eating Haagen-Dazs and feeling sorry for myself, <laughs> I know that if I do a breathwork class, I'm going to feel better. So I'm just going to do it. Yeah and then you, you start to kind of work your way out of it. Um, yeah. So I want to ask you, your mom, um, and you, your, uh, your little ones are so cute. So how does that play into all of this? In other words, like, what are you teaching them? How, how can we as moms help our kids, you know, maybe have a skill set that we didn't have? Yeah. So I, one of the guys in the film, which um, he's like my secret weapon as well, his name is Peter Crone, and he's like a you know, life coach on steroids. He's really, he's just amazing. Um, I encourage everyone to listen to his work as well. Um, but he, he says, he has some saying that's like, your kids won't succeed in doing what you tell them, uh, but they will succeed in becoming you 100% of the time or something like that. It's something about, wow. like, we are, they're just sponges, and they're soaking up our behaviors, our way of expressing emotion, our communication. Um, so really, you know, it's having, I have a almost 16-month-old, so she's like a year, almost a year and a half old, and she, you know, I've always wanted to be a mother. I've known that. It's the, the one thing that was like a non-negotiable in my life. I was just like, I have to be a mom. Um, and I I had her at 39 years old, so took me a while to just figure out the right partner That's and be amazing. ready. Uh, yeah, so, um, but had her naturally and everything, and it was, it was great. But I, I think that, you know, uh, I'm glad I had her later because, you know, I, I've just gotten wiser and more conscious. And um, God bless people that have kids younger. You know, I think biologically we're meant to. But it's just, it, there's such an advantage of, of being a, a more grounded, conscious, uh, emotionally intelligent example for them to learn from, you know, because they are learning from you in every moment. Yeah. So, you know, it's just, it's just kind of be, be the change you wish to see, be, be, be the example that you want them to grow into, you know, so it kind of keeps us in check a little bit <laughs> and keeps you in the work. Absolutely, you know? It is there. I have three. So I have tw- twins that are um, now 13, and my son is going to be 18 pretty soon. And um, oh, wow. without a doubt, that is my daily check, <laughs> right? So, like, yeah. When every, every now and then, like, one of my daughters, um, I'll I'll kind of like listen when her friends are over, and I literally will hear her like coaching her friend. <laughs> she would she oh, would never gosh. do this around me, right? You know, like she would never she would never admit that like. You know, but it's those those are the moments where you're like, ah, it's sinking in. Like she's hearing it. She's telling her friend not to say negative things about herself. You know, just stuff wow. like that. Like, oh, yay, so cool. it's working. You know, um, and one other thought. You, one other thought yeah. on that on that thing. You know, having a child and and see feeling that unconditional love that you feel for them. You know, a lot of us are beating ourselves up so harshly. I mean, we are just 
our worst critic and we're and and a lot of the work that I've learned with Peter and, and plenty other self help teachers um, is you know this inner child healing work and um, our original wound and all of that stuff and so we're teaching if you can if you can look at your child and then start to transfer that unconditional love to your inner child um, it really allows for so much more grace it's got, you know when we are hurt. Um, it's it's our ego that's protecting that that inner child from whatever wounds happened as a as a child, and so we're just you know we we're, we were all that innocent at one point. So just if we can like start to cultivate that unconditional love for ourselves and that forgiveness for past mistakes, you know we're just such an unforgiving society these days. And um, I think that's an, another lesson that in parenting, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And I kind of always um, thought to consciously probably more consciously now in retrospect, probably unconsciously in the beginning when my kids were really little is I always wanted to fill them full of all the things I wish my parents and other people had said to me, right? So I was, yeah. I was like injecting them <laughs> every day um, you yes. know, with ways to talk to themselves and, and ladies were the worst at this, right? Um, we, we can really be so mean to ourselves. And my thing is, number one, I don't ever want to hear my daughter or have my daughter hear me talk like that about myself. So I really try to watch what I say, especially when it comes to, like, my body or anything like that um, around my children. I don't want them to learn that from me. I don't want them to carry on, you know, that um, that self yeah, Ugh, we could we could just be so nasty. So I'm always like, listen, ladies, if you wouldn't say that to your daughter, if you wouldn't want your daughter to say that to herself, we gotta stop doing it too. You know, we, That's we exactly really right. have exactly to start right. building ourselves up and stop totally. stop tearing it down. Um, so one of the things I I love to to know about um, in my my first book, Hustle Believe Receive, I I interviewed a bunch of people uh, who are living various versions of different dreams, you know, whatever it was that they uh, wanted to go out and accomplish. And we talked a lot about the hustle that it takes. Because like you, I watched The Secret back then. And um, for me, there was a big disconnect in it because it really felt like a lot of it was out of our control. And I don't know, just the way my brain works, I was like, I got to have something to hang on to that I can have a hand in this. And for me, hustle has always been there, and, and I know it's in pretty much everyone's journey. In other words, we don't just sit on a couch and have Netflix pick up our documentary, right? There was stuff you had to do to <laughs> get to that point, to write a book, and all of those things. So can you share with us a little bit about what this journey has been like from that standpoint, or from maybe like the entrepreneurial side, or the side of like, hey, I have this dream, I have this vision, of something I want to get out into the world, and and what's that like? Was it what were some of the obstacles maybe that you faced in that journey? Yeah, um, I've always been very kind of driven and ambitious. Like you know, once I started acting when I was younger, I was just like determined, always taking classes and like just trying to uh, you know go after it. Um, but at the same time, I was always like that. That was a weird dual thing, but but. You know, ultimately, um, when I decided to step away from acting and follow this, I started paying attention in my late 20s. And when I talked about acting 
uh, or booking a job or whatever, you know, the, the excitement got less and less. Um, and then I found myself paying attention to how I felt when I was talking about the law of attraction or spirituality or the incredible ability for the body to heal, like just how magnificent, magical we are as human beings. Um, I started just feeling it's that same energy we talked about earlier. I, I would light up and I could be able to talk about it for hours, just like I can see reflected in you. You're so passionate about yeah. helping people and, and empowerment and inspiration. And so I try to tell people, like, once you start following that, what lights you up, not what you think you should do, you know, because your parents tell you to do it or because you've been pursuing acting for 20 years that you keep, should keep doing it. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, I, I, I really woke up to this is no longer fulfilling. This feels a lot better to pursue, and I have this, you know, insatiable curiosity to, to learn just how powerful we are. And so I started following that, and I had this vision, you know, I was thinking about doing this film for about eight years before I did it, and uh, once I said yes and was ready to follow that, like literally the universe just conspired. Like when you follow your passion, when you follow that pull, that vision, that energy, that fire within you, it, honestly, like the universe conspired. Like things just start falling into place. And that's not to say it doesn't take hard work, uh, but it feels less hard because you're driven by this passion and you're fueled with, with that energy that we were talking about earlier. So that was my experience with heal once I I'd been thinking about it for a while but I was still kind of acting once I fully said yes and dropped everything else and committed to it it just like flowed you know and 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 I just really when I felt that pull from behind you know like I felt that there was an energy behind it that wasn't fully mine and so I just said look I kind of surrendered I was like look God you know I don't really know what I'm doing here I've been around film my whole life but I've never directed but I have such a passion for this so just you I'm going to just surrender and let you do the hard work you know and that's kind of the experience so um that was really cool yeah and so that's I just encourage people to follow their passion and trust that you know that passion is a call it's a a signpost it's it is a it's a signal um, back to yourself going okay I'm on the right path this is what my soul's mission is here to do you know one portion of it at least you know absolutely there's so many so many like different things that you said there that i just love that i want everyone to kind of catch um the biggest one is once you said yes guys that's everything (laughs) you have to make (laughs) i think there's so many people who are kind of hanging out in that limbo land where yes i have this idea yes i have this thing that i I think could turn into something, could be a passion, could be a dream, whatever, but I'm kind of just letting it sit because I need to do nine to five, whatever the case is, right? <clears throat> and I get that. I did the double hustle for seven years before I walked away from corporate to, to do this full time. Mm-hmm. And so I get that, but same thing. Like there comes a point where you have to make the decision. And I feel like it's literally the hardest part of the whole thing. So <laughs> most people who yeah. are hanging out right there thinking like, oh, my God, it's so hard. I, I don't know how all the rest of it's going to work out. If this part is that hard, then how the hell am I going to figure out everything else? But I'm telling you, once you just go all in on your dream, whatever that is, then there's so much magic that kicks into place after that. Call it the universe, call it God, call it whatever. But it is, there is an element of the dominoes start to fall in your favor. 
after that. doesn't mean everything yeah. is going to, but so much of what you're struggling against before the decision is made literally goes away as soon as you are in, as soon as you've committed to that. And um, I just encourage people so, so much to really look at that and, and just take that step, right? Be in. Then you can know what's on the other yes. side. You don't have to have everything figured out. You know, you don't have to have directed 20 movies before you direct your own. You know what I mean? Like, you can learn yeah. as, as you, you go and still be great you at it. fake it until you make it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Exactly. And I love, too, uh, you know, how you are aware and open to when things changed, you know, that's, that's another thing yeah. that I think people get really stuck on. They're like, hey, if my dream was to be an actress, then I have to be an actress till the day I die, <laughs> you know, because if I yeah. don't, then did I fail my dream? Did I fail? You know, whatever. And there's so much gunk kind of around that. Mm-hmm. And I, I think if, if that awareness, if we can start to listen to our gut, listen to our intuition, listen when the path is is changing. It doesn't mean that we're failing. Yes. It just means like, hey, we're growing, and we need to step into that next light. And exactly, you know, look at all the beautiful like and a, amazing things you've done because of that. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, if, it's like if you're a lawyer and you went to school and you worked so hard and you worked your way up to the firm and you're finally partner, uh, you're finally a partner at this huge firm and worked so hard, but the job is killing you and you're sick and you don't have energy and it's not fulfilling and it's just you, you dread going to work every day. You know, you've got you to gotta be willing at any point in your life, whether you're 75 or 30, to go, okay, I am not, this is not fueling me. This, this, the energy is, is dragging me down to the point where I'll eventually end up being physically sick because that's what happens. Yeah. Um, if you're denying this call in your soul and you, and you know, at, even at 70, like you have so many, you could have 20, 30 more years left of life and, and to follow your passion will give you so much more life, life force, you know? So I just encourage people to not be afraid to, to take that leap and, and let go and, and, um, you know, just trust that everything led up to where you are today and it was all perfect. Um, but, but you can make a change, you know? If that's what you're, you're hearing in your heart. Absolutely. So I, um, I was so so moved by your documentary that I had everybody who's in my private coaching circle, I had it as one of our weekly challenges. I said, hey, go, listen, go watch this. Um, go to Netflix, go pull it up and watch it. And then we talked about it the following week. Um, and I opened it up for them. I said, hey, what questions do you have? I'm going to give a chance to talk to Kelly. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> and they, they were all just so blown away too because obviously they're learning how, um, you know, their thoughts are creating and all of that stuff. We really use that to create the life we want. And it was really um, eye-opening for them to see that kind of, not really the other side, but, you know, a, a different component of the power our thoughts have when it comes to our physical body. Um, and one of the questions, kind of a practical one, and I wanted to get your thoughts on, um, was, you know, what do we do as a society when it comes to things like insurance, right? So insurance, cover your doctor's visit. And I think there was a story you were following in the film, um, you know, where at the end she kind of just says, hey, you know, if I can take the drugs and they're five bucks versus going to various you know, natural healing doctors or Reiki or all these other different things, probably going to take the 
both, you know. So mm-hmm. where do you kind of stand on that, and, and what do you think we can do maybe to to change that? Is there anything that we can do to make these resources more available? Yeah, well, I certainly hope there is, and I, I do believe that um, as we start to demand a different type of health care, uh, you know, it's a big ship to turn around. Um, it's a tanker in the ocean, and you can only mm-hmm. turn <laughs> so much so fast. But um, I do believe that we are, you know, so many more doctors I know are just being crushed by the system as well. They come in with good intentions, and yet they're paralyzed because of all this paperwork for insurance companies and having to be, you know, feeling incentivized you know, they're incentivized to kind of prescribe uh, drugs or do a surgery because, you know, even like C-sections, you know, doctors Mm -hmm. are incentivized because they get more money and it's easier and, you know, more controlled. So um, I just think, you know, a lot of doctors are waking up to the fact that there is a, a better way of doing things, so they're switching over, but, you know, they have to switch over to kind of a private medicine practice, which is not it's not covered by insurance, right. but it's more integrative and holistic and, uh, you know, um, functional medicine. Um, so I think, you know, as, as more and more people wake up uh, to what their bodies are capable of and what kind of doctors, you know, as, as people wake up and become their own advocate where they're, get, you know, they're not mm-hmm. just like throwing all their trust into what a doctor said because they're, they're understanding now doctors are only able to do so much given the system, Um, but so people start to, you know, really, look, insurance is a a big and a real issue that people have to deal with, and and a lot of people have to stay within that system, but you do need to become your own advocate uh, and and then learn what to do for yourself outside of that system. So if you need to go to that conventional doctor that's covered by your insurance to get the basic test and to to get, you know, the diagnosis or whatever, that's great. But then, then it's on you to go out and research. I mean, we, we have access to so much information, um, and, and Joe Dispenza talks about this a lot. We are, we are in the age of information. So in this age, ignorance is a choice. To remain a victim right. and say, oh, I can't afford it, uh, you know, that's a choice. But it's, 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 right. you're staying in ignorance. So we, can, we have to take our health back. We have to take responsibility, and it's, it's hard work, it's commitment, but you've got to do the research, you've got to seek out people that can help you, um, you know, uh, and, and do, that, that, do the legwork that we used to put in the, the, the hands of the doctors, and the doctors just can't hold that for you anymore. They just don't have the time um, or the ability to, to find out, you know, your stress levels, your past trauma, your nutrition, your, all of that stuff that you need to address when you're, when you're trying to heal. Absolutely. And prevention, you know, that's really ultimately kind of what we've been talking about um, in this whole conversation is all these things help in prevention. De-stressing your mind yeah. helps your your body release that fight or flight, um, you know, mechanism that can lead to heart disease and all these other things. And um, meditation can do that too. So I, I think that part, um, you know, hopefully before it gets to – to that real medical state, there's still so much we can do, you know, all of the work, um, you know, and nutrition, like you said, and being active and all those things really do play an ultimate part awareness, awareness of our body, awareness, what we're putting into it um, and all of those components. So I love this 
so much, uh, Kelly. Thank you. Thank you for uh, your time. Where can everybody find you, and, um, and what are you working on now? Yeah, thank you for having me, too. I love you know, talking to like-minded and passionate individuals such as yourself, so keep doing the amazing work that you're doing as well. Um, yes, and I'm on <laughs> Instagram uh, personally as at Kelly Gores, G-O-R-E-S, uh, or you can follow us on at Heal Documentary on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram as well. Um, and then what am I working on now? I'm just, like we said, I'm, I'm really, you know, as for, for all the kind of challenges that COVID has brought us, um, I'm actually, I was craving life slowing down and kind of simplifying mm-hmm. um, after putting out the book and the, the film. And, and so it was really just good timing for me to, to spend a lot of time with my daughter and, and do, you know, continue doing the work and, and really refilling my uh, battery, you know, charging my battery so that I can yeah. figure out that, nec- that next passion, you know. So um, that's what I'm kind of doing, just spending a lot of time that. with my girl and, and, and seeing what's next. Yeah. Yes, yes, I love it. Everybody go grab the book, go watch the documentary, um, and please give us your feedback. Let us know what you thought uh, about today's show. We love to connect with you. Thank you so much, Kelly. And until next time, everybody, hustle and drive. Thanks for listening. And remember, if you got value from today's show, please spread the love by clicking subscribe, leaving a stellar review, and telling everyone you know. And join us next time on The Sarah Centrella Show.